spreading Cajun across the nation, pushing the brand across the land. Welcome to Ragin' Review, made by the fans for the fans. Cue up the 90s Backstreet Boys. Guess who is back? Back again. Welcome to Region Review. Matt Miguez here. Back after close to a two-week hiatus from your airwaves. as And joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend that is Man About Town, Josh Jagno. And Jerry Bear is back with us as well. It's weird having the three of us back in here. Gentlemen, tip of the cap. It's been crazy. Crazy. So, yeah, like, you know, like I said, it's been close to a two week hiatus here on Rage and Review. Uh, you know, personal life kind of gets in, kind of gets in the way every now and again. Um, we, we've all had our, our fair share of personal things over the last couple of weeks, but we're back now. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a lot to talk about. And we'll start with football. You know, they got the big win over South Alabama last week, 38-10, to one of their most complete games of this season. They now sit at 7-1. and They have won the Western Division for the third consecutive year. For the, And interestingly enough, they have won it each time Billy Napier has been our head coach. So they will play in their third consecutive Sunbelt title game on December the 19th. This Saturday's game against Central Arkansas was canceled due to COVID issues within the Louisiana program. According to Athletic Director Brian Maggard, close to 33 players and staff members in protocol. Um, When asked how many of those numbers were actual cases, Maggard was leaning more towards 50-50. But, you know, interestingly enough, it came out today that Maggard said that test results showed only one or two positive cases. So still still a lot of confusion as to as to what's what, but apparently the team's gonna test again today. And if those numbers ring true, they can return to practice tomorrow. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, look, love it or hate it. Um, this is this is the sign of the times, uh, where we're dealing with a lot of cases and you know, you're starting to see certain teams have two or three week buys, right? Because maybe whether it's your own team or your opponent has many cases, but I think what what Louisiana did was that they're playing they're playing it safe. Uh, when you have thirty three people, whether it's staff, coaches, players, trainers that are involved in possibly, you know, whether it's contact tracing cases, uh, you definitely want to be safe because if you don't, then rather than just the Central Arkansas game being canceled, you might have Central Arkansas. Uh, Monroe and App being canceled, right? You rather get get everything straightened out now. And I think the the Louisiana staff has done a really good job this year, uh, being safe. I mean, this is the first time we've heard of you know many cases that have affected the team in a way where a game would would have to be postponed or canceled. So, um, yeah, I think it's better safe than sorry. And uh, I know we talked about this before, but you know, playing Central Arkansas, yeah, it stinks that you can't get the game in. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, n- not taking any respect away from Central Arkansas, but number one, it's a non-conference game, and number two, it's an FCS opponent. Um, the thing I think that's going to hurt a little bit is that repetition, right? You, you get that week where, you know, I would like to see the team continue the momentum from last week going into next week, 
But at the same time, you can just use it as a buy. Uh, as sure. long as everybody's safe, uh, we can still get the game in against Monroe next week before the showdown in Boone. And then, and then you know the thing is, is we were a twenty-seven point favorite, right, over Central right. Arkansas. We, you can, con- I mean, again, no disrespect to Central Arkansas at whatsoever. They're number ten in the country in FCS. But you can kind of already see how the scoreboard was going to reflect when the game ended. Yeah, and also it was going to be a three touchdown victory for. I, I think what's hard too as a fan was that this is our senior day, so we're done with home games. I mean, last week was our last home game, so of course, as a fan, it's a little frustrating. But you know, again, this is the sign of the times. It's better safe than sorry. Uh, I'm thankful we actually get to play football right now. Do not do not um, be surprised if UL Monroe lets us honor our seniors. Next Saturday. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I, I would not be surprised if it was a joint senior day next Saturday. Yeah. That would be cool. Uh, you know, specific to the COVID stuff, it's on brand for COVID. Yeah. You know, you made the comment about the confusion and everything. Yeah. Supposedly, it's one or two players actual positive. Okay. Right. So, depending on when that occurred, I think the NCAA recommendation 10. is 10 days. So, 10 days. if that happened Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll be fine for Monroe. Yeah. yeah. We'll be fine. And, look. It sounds like the coaches were the ones that were uh, the bulk of the contact tracing. So, again, that's encouraging, you know. But, look, man, Central Arkansas, I would have taken the 27 points, by the way. Somebody calling me? Is Matt? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, I would have taken the 27 points. I think this is a good time to point out that Raging Review has been 8-0 and against the spread this year. Yes, that is an 8-0 and record. And you would have taken twenty to twenty-seven. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You, it, anyway, I don't want to get too far into UCA, but if we're going to lose a game, that's the one to lose. Yeah. I also worry about the Monroe game, not because of us, but because of the spikes in Louisiana across the state. I mean, uh, it's uh, it continues to go up. If you look at, look at the positivity numbers percentage-wise, everywhere is going up. So Lafayette just supposedly or just so happens to be the the one that's taking the brunt of it all now. Um. I don't really hate using losing UCA. I think we should have won the game. I don't know if it would have been 27 points. But going back to uh, you know senior day, I think ULM's good for that. I think that they would let us honor our guys. Uh, and that would be the right thing to do. I know Maggard would do it. So maybe they can return the favor. But, uh, but going back even further, South Alabama. You guys mentioned they played an almost complete game. I think they played well. I, I think that there's a lot of room for improvement. Uh, I thought Levi was okay. He had some nice moments. Uh, Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Week. That means absolutely nothing to me. Okay. I sat in the end zone and watched every throw, and it's still not crisp and sharp. Okay. And I'm gonna get I'm Oof. gonna get heat. I'm gonna get heat for that. But I'm telling you, it's very simple to watch the play develop when you're sitting in the end zone. You don't even have to be some sort of a football savant. He misses guys regularly. He misses easy throws regularly. Now he he had some guys make some plays for him, which. You know, typically, you kind of need that. Any quarterback needs a guy to make a play for him from time to time. Uh, we just seem to really need that. Uh, but anyway, I thought the running game looked great. I thought the, I thought the offensive line looked really strong on both on uh, on the side of the Cajuns. I thought our defensive line really controlled the game. I yes. thought we were great on the outside yeah. with our speed and our edge play. Percy Butler, All-American, played an incredible game, probably his best of the season. Uh, they took Trotter out of the game from snap. Best of his career. I mean, he was unbelievable, and uh, he continues to get better, which is scary for everybody involved. 21 of 31, 251 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. That was Levi's stat line Saturday. I, I don't care what his stat line was. He, wasn't, he was not 
the sharp. He was not 2019 Levi. Just he wasn't. He made some easy throws. I, what I really like is that they're throwing in Neil Johnson and Johnny Lumpkin. I'm thrilled about that. Neil Johnson was our leading receiver. That, I think it was two weeks ago. No. It was this? Three, this catches, week three catches for 40 yards. Okay, Who's our good. leading receiver? So what I like in the performance is that we spread the ball around. We're throwing to the tight end. Uh, we got those shovel pitches to Fleming going. Yeah. So that's great. I love it. I want to see an ident- a dynamic offense. You know, you know what I love? Khalif being back is huge. Yeah. That that little that little sidearm touchdown to Errol Rodgers. That was nice. Well, that Errol, was impressive. Errol Rodgers made that play. But, yes, it was a good delivery. That Absolutely. was impressive. Absolutely. I think we, we've talked about it all season. And, and one thing I find about Levi um, is that I know he's improved again as the season has gone on. But, it, and Matt, you've said this numerous times. Levi becomes a really, really dangerous quarterback when Billy is able to implement the system that fits him. And I think he's yes. done that since since UAB. I've noticed they've implemented more of a system, like you said. They've spread the field oh, out a lot Oh, there's more. no doubt he's been better they, since UAB. They've been a lot no more doubt. balanced. The, kid, the, the thing is, is and you, know, you, you said it perfectly, you, you saw it in the UAB game. If you let Levi have a designed run play, you let Levi get comfortable the more you let Levi run the ball, the more comfortable he gets in the pocket when he has to stay in the pocket and make throws. You you see it. I mean, watch the tape. He, he has a designed run play, and he's more comfortable in the pocket. Well, his passing lanes are wider. And right. More, and, and the field is more open let, for him. Let the kid yeah. run the ball. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. And, and, and if you notice. He's one of the fastest guys on the field every Saturday. Well, yeah. look at when he runs. The game against Arkansas State, that touchdown run was a thing of beauty. I mean, you saw that run against Coastal Carolina. And 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 as a fan, longest run of his career. But as a fan, I'm looking and I'm going, well, where where is this been? You know, why not implement right. that more? And and I find with Levi, it's it a lot of times when he throws, and you can tell when he drops back to throw, and sometimes he'll force a pass, sometimes he'll miss a receiver. To me, that reeks of that's confidence. You, you know, a lot of co- quarterbacks who are comfortable with or have confidence in their ability will force a throw and make a pass and make a play. Well, I'll I'll you know? defend Billy here. Being that we had such a young receiving core early on due to injury, I could see the rationale behind protecting Levi because Levi goes down for any amount of time and you have almost no experience behind him. Then you have a problem on offense. It showed last week. You see. That's true. It showed last week. It did. It it really did. But, you know, we're, we're having this conversation, you know, down receiving core, young receiving core, you know, We've talked before about having a fairly young offensive line. You know, all, all those young defense even. Well, we're placing big, big-time players this year. Right. Yeah. Think about next year. You get Levi back for a fifth season. You could potentially get Trey Regis back. He, he hasn't made his decision yet. Elijah Mitchell seems like he's going to go pro with him accepting well, the, the invite to the senior bowl. I, I saw that. He coming. should. Um, and I don't you know. Get, you get you get your younger you get your young receivers with more experience. You get your line with more experience. You get your defense with more experience. We're seven and one and twenty fourth in the country on what people are calling a down year. Well, I'll say this with Regis, call me crazy if I'm him, I stay because he's the premier back um, now. Yeah, I'd come if back he, if he comes back next year. Well, you have a similar dynamic with Chris Smith. And Bailey. And Ray's. And Bailey coming in. What I'm saying is you can you can basically run the same system, but th- yeah. this is the only problem I have with what you're saying, and I agree that our roster on paper is going to look great next year. We're going to probably be replacing our head coach. 
So it's going to be tough. I disagree. There's a possibility. He's, I disagree. I say it's 50 50. Let's right save there. that for later, but we can we can get into that. But let's. I, I like talking about the, uh, the, you know, getting into the weeds on the roster of uh, from South Al, you know, like. I, I think that Levi has definitely progressed over the last month, 100%. I still think he hasn't hit a ceiling or where I expected him to be this year. Agreed. And I think he's still going to have to be better to beat App State on the road, Coastal on the road. Yeah. Has to be. I, I agree. And, I agree. And you can say what you want about App State. App State is still App State. They own us. They're going to be in their building, and they're getting better. And they got a lot of their guys back. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to... You talk about when it comes to playing App State and Coastal, what you're saying is basically is, is kind of the way I'm thinking. And Matt, you probably are on the same page. Le- there's going to have to be a situation. There's going to be scenarios where Levi's going to have to put the team on his back. No doubt. Uh, whether it's a two-minute drill, whether it's an entire half. When you go on the road against App State, you're not playing Texas State anymore. You're not playing ULM. Uh, you have to... Um, now, I'm speaking kind of soon now because we still have ULM on the schedule. But you're not playing a team that's O and whatever. You're playing... Perennial top 30, well, in Coastal's case, number 15th team, you're playing top 30 teams. Uh, so his level of experience and talent is going to have to go up another level and, and, and against to, them, I would say. And, I agree with that. And to add on to that, you're not only playing top 30 teams, you are a top 30 team. That too. Agreed. Yeah. And the, you got to think about it from a scheduling standpoint. They're going to play Coastal, and then who, who, I think they have a bye before us, correct? Or do they play? App State, yes. they've got a game. I think check it because I'm gonna double check. Somebody else. Keep 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 talking, and I'm gonna pull up App schedule. You are gonna bring your absolute best to Myrtle Beach or to Conway uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to be sharp. If they have a bye or a game that they don't necessarily have to get up for, they've got Troy. Oof. Oh, they've got Troy. That's gonna be a challenge for them this year at Troy. It's, no, it's gonna be an app this year. It is that app. Yeah, it's an app. Okay, so. But still, but still, but Troy's, still they're Troy's still going to be clicking. They're still going to have to be clicking going right. into us. If we lose the ULM game and we lose the UCA game, we're at a disadvantage, in my opinion. I see. I don't think so. I, I think. I think the more time you have to prepare for, if app, it's a week, I agree. But when you have to, three sit, weeks is a long time. When you sit around for three weeks and your guys are revving to go, I, I think you're at a disadvantage. I'll put it to you like this: That's why Billy scheduled the game against Coastal on a Wednesday night because we were facing a. That's correct. Bye. And what happens is you start getting those spider webs start to crawl on you, and I think. I'll be honest with you. Yes, it's it's a it's 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 sad that we're not getting the game against uh, UCA this week. To me, I almost think it's imperative to get that ULM and. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think you're going to lose the ULM game. I, I hope I think, not. I, I think. But, I think if the tests come out to where you know it is only one or two positive cases, and the team can return to practice tomorrow, you're going to play the ULM game. And fair, remember, fair enough, but we're not in a bubble, so you never know what can happen this week. And remember, ULM. Uh, I think. For their game this week against Louisiana Tech, I believe it was ULM that had the numbers and the okay. cases on their team of why they... Really? Okay, yeah, I, I thought, think it, was I thought it was Tech. From what I read, I think but, it was ULM. So okay. they're facing the same issues that we're facing right now. So hopefully, if we can right. play our part, they can play theirs to yeah, get this sure. game in next week. Well, here, here's the thing, man. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to put any, any players on blast, but they're not controlling what the players do off the field. I mean, no. you got you got the kids going to the clubs on Saturday nights. You well, can't, I, and, and I understand you're a college kid. You're I look at it from both athlete. sides. That's right. You know, I yeah, I, sure. I do I do understand. I do. Yeah. But at the same time, in the times that we are in right now, for one year, you got to put that shit aside. Well, for for a month. 
Really? Well, yeah. We've gotten right. to this you gotta, point. You gotta, put, right. you gotta put that shit aside. At the same time, if it's one or two players, I mean, that could have happened at a gas station. That could have happened right. at, at the dorm. I mean, sure. you know, my best friend just tested positive two weeks ago, and they're very careful. So you never know. And I agree that there's got to be a, a ton of responsibility, personal responsibility on the players and the coaches. But at the same time, we've, we've done a pretty good job of mitigation. We have. You know, better yeah. than a lot of I mean, Louisiana I'm, programs. We had we had that uh, spike. Well, the, we had that spike at the beginning of the year, right. and then we had the. Right. You got the school across the basin. Thought it'd be funny to go to a Halloween party, thirty or forty players or whatever. Well, you got the school I across mean, the. We we could have a whole podcast oh, episode about who, all the. BS. How would you like to be the PR guy over there right now? The, about all the all the <laughs> BS going on in Baton Rouge. All oh I'm gonna say gosh. is I've been telling y'all this for twenty five years. They're a disgrace. They're despicable. They are disgusting human beings across the basin. And I'll leave it at that. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, we, we could have a whole episode titled Let's BS Baton Rouge. Wow. I mean. Could do a week-long series. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, 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 it's insane. And not to make light of it, but what's coming out of the, of the program in Baton Rouge is, I mean, it's so reprehensible, it's hard to think about. What, like stealing and, from and, children's and multiple, hospitals? Multiple, multiple programs. Players? Yeah. Yeah. Not just football. Oh, that, that, when I say program, I mean the athletic the, the, the department. Men, the men's basketball program. Yeah. Uh, football. It's bad around football. the football. Tennis. Yeah, there's there, <laughs> there's some there's some shadiness coming from oh, the baseball man. program. It's. Uh, I mean, there's. Uh, I'm not shocked. One iota. I, I, this is what there's I, a lot going on. This is what right I now. expect from these people, but that's neither here. And nor you know, there. you said you'd hate to be the LSU PR person. Mm, I've, I would. I've actually got a cousin at LSU. In PR, how's that going right now? I mean, <laughs> he's hiding under his desk. That's not going. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, let, let's transition yeah. for a few minutes. We can always come back to football, but you know, let's talk volleyball right now. You know, they're in the midst of one of the best seasons in school history. Uh, currently, seventeen and six after falling to Arkansas Little Rock in pool play on. Let's see, that was Tuesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. Arkansas Little Rock did go on to beat Georgia State, so they have now locked up the pool D group. UL will play Georgia State today, and that will be their final game of the season. Um, but, you know, obviously phenomenal work by Heather Mazetas Fontenot and her staff on the, the volleyball season for this year. Um, Absolutely. Do you guys know how young they are? What's their roster oh, going to yeah. look like next year? Um, I don't. I know that they're um, – one of the better players I know is a senior that's going to be leaving, but but uh, you know if you have the core group coming back and you were able to accomplish something like that uh, over the course of the season and really I mean it's a good showing in the postseason you end up finishing third or fourth in a conference but you know if you have good young players coming back and she continues to build sky's the limit for volleyball I mean and and I would say that for soccer as well oh well, to be nationally ranked you too, have you have ten big accomplishment you have, you have yeah. ten underclassmen okay well that's a good bit absolutely that's you good. have ten underclassmen. Um, you're losing Haley Wisnowski. Um, you're losing Avery Bro from St. Thomas More. Two studs. Um, yeah, that's gonna, yeah, that's... And then you're losing uh, Hannah Ramirez. So, so three key pieces sure. to your program. But you know you, you've got you've got players like Claire Turner and Brianna Franklin, um, even Kelsey Bennett. She's gonna be a she's gonna Talent be a senior back. next year. Well, it sounds like a lot of kids that learned how to win this year. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good. Big, big, big future ahead for the volleyball program. Soccer as well. Uh, you know, they had a they had a great year this year, 
ended up falling in the semifinals of the conference tournament to the eventual champion of South Alabama. South Alabama has now won was it seven of the last eight? It's something crazy. Some belt titles. Yeah. So a little I mean, disappointing for a, me, you know, because we we put on two really good performances against those guys in or those gals in the uh, regular season. So I sat down and watched that one, and uh, it kind of got away from us pretty quickly, but. Still a, a good, solid season, a great building block for Lance Key, and obviously we're in the right direction. I mean, I don't think anybody can argue that. No. I mean, if you see where they've been and where they've how far they've come in two short seasons and seeing how much they've improved this year, um, I mean, look, winning – how many games did they win in the, in the tournament? Two? Two games, yeah, semifinal I mean, out. That's the best season they've had ever. It's their best season ever. I mean, and, and, and he's done it in two seasons. Just wait till he starts getting more of his recruits in here. Sure. And he's – I mean, look, there's some games this year – for example, Louisiana Tech was a prime example. I think they won. We won two nil. But games like that in the past we would lose. And um, you know, seeing seeing the fact that this team is starting to win games at number one, they're expected to win. But number two, building confidence in where they know they can win. Yes, just goes to show you the improvements they've made this year and how fast they've done it with the circumstances. I think once they get a full uh, season or off season to to practice, kind of like any other sport, right? Especially with the quality of of, of coaching that Lance Key brings to the table. I think it's only going to get even better than what we saw this year. I think I that's an underrated improve. piece to his, sure. his success. Absolutely. He brings in excellent assistance, and they win the right way. They possess the ball. They play defense. I mean, you can go a long way like that. He reminds his, me of Billy. His, his first-year assistant this year, Cheyenne Spade, mm-hmm. played at Tennessee when she was in college. Wasn't she on the national team, or she had a national team tryout or something yeah. back then? Yeah, she she played she played it she played at Tennessee. I remember reading that. <laughs> national you mean the national team that's the best team in the world, pretty much. Yeah, I'm telling oh, okay. you, she had like yeah. a cup of coffee with <laughs> Team USA or something. And, and that's and, the kind of well knowledge you're playing. Let me let me just I mean, say I played adult drunk softball, um, not softball, kickball with her. Uh-huh. Pretty impressive. Everybody back up when she comes pretty, right. Pretty comes no, back you, to you, kick. You, you you make jokes when she comes and kicks it. You Every, back everybody up. goes to the fence. It's like on Little League when they all right. Clean up yeah, she's coming. Up, yeah. she's coming. She's coming up to the uh, the the thing, and you're like, everybody to the fence. Yes. Yep. Somebody yep. get behind the fence just in case. <laughs> the home run shift. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Transitioning to the hardwood now, men's basketball. You know, bunch of headlines last couple weeks. Uh, obviously, the big one: Kobe Julian and Dury Cadwell will miss the non-conference slate. For 2020. Do we get to be honest? On I'll let this? Josh answer this one. Let's be honest on the segment. I just want some honesty is all. I'm going to let Matt lead us in, and then we'll be honest. Um, you know, obviously that's a that's a blow for for Bob Marlin and his program, considering, you know, Julian and Cadwell were both going to be, you know, key pieces. Yeah, a little bit. Two-year two year season. Granted, they're expected to be back for the conference slate, but, you know, Still, still a big blow to your to to your non conference schedule. Um, also, some big high school recruits getting signed on the dotted line, including Joe Charles from Karen Crow. Uh, you know, six eight, just a monster of a player. Um, and also, you know, Ty Harper, a four star. So ESPN, if if you're not familiar with college basketball, ESPN does a top one hundred of high school recruits every year. Right. Ty Harper came in at number one hundred. And granted, that's like, oh well, he's one, he's one hundred out of one hundred. That's a lot. But that's a lot. Think, of think about how many kids in the country are playing high school basketball. Right. Thousands. The kids, the kids, the one hundred best player 
in the country. There's no way to spin it. That's a huge signing. Top one yeah, percent. Huge, dude. huge signing. And, and and even not even from a, a college basketball standpoint, for a recognition of the Raging Cajun brand. Sure. Yeah. We signed a guy in the top 100. That's huge. According according to 24/7 Sports, he was the number 10 best player in the state of California. That's unreal. That's something. That's that's some that's a that's somebody that Arizona goes after sure. or Texas A and M. Well, his he, offer sheet was he pretty has lengthy. UCLA. He had offers from USC, Nevada, Detroit, Arkansas, Little Rock, Virginia Tech, Arizona, Arizona State, there Cal, Nevada, and Oregon there were all looking at him. Oregon. Wow. Yeah, all those were all schools that were looking at him. Didn't Oregon um, just go to the Final Four like two years ago? A few years ago, yeah. He yeah, received he offers. He received points. offers from Virginia Tech, USC, Nevada, Detroit Mercy, Arkansas, Little Rock, and Louisiana. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm I'll take it. thrilled. I'm <laughs> thrilled. I mean, hell, Arizona and Oregon looked at him. I am thrilled it. about the publicity of the signing. Absolutely. And on and then, paper, huge. And then yeah. another kid from California that we that we got in this year, Jacoby Gordon, yeah. transfer from UC Berkeley. Got yeah. his waiver. He, he was deemed eligible by the by the NCAA. He'll be able to play immediately, which is also big for the roster. Huge news. Look, this team has a roster. Oh, it does. This team has a roster. It does. Again, I like paper. I'll, this I'll, team is a squad. I'll pass it over to Mr. Man about town on that. Well, let me talk about the signings first. Yeah. So, Charles from Karen Crow, I love on multiple levels. He he is going to be the type of player that fits Bob's system. Okay. They need to stick some rice and gravy in his mouth because he's a twig. But once he puts you know 15, 20 pounds on, and that will happen in the program. One hundred He's he's he's, he's going to grow some. He's already six eight. He can play. He can move. Love it. Love keeping the kid home. I want to keep the good players in our program that we can get within, you know, 50-mile radius. I mean, I don't For think sure. that's unreasonable. Um, and a good signing. I mean, you can't find anything negative about the guy. He's apparently a good guy, and uh, he's a local, so good enough. Uh, the kid from California, again, publicity-wise, huge for the brand. If he can come in here and do what we will probably all expect him to do, excellent. How soon will he be ready to contribute? You know, a guy of that stature, we – I don't think it would be unreasonable to think he could contribute in his freshman, maybe redshirt freshman year. Contribute. I'm not asking him to come in here and get 15 and 10. Right. Just come in here and come off the bench. You know, yeah. make some noise. You know, give us a little bit of a weapon, some juice. Um, and then, obviously, Jacoby getting his waiver is huge for this year. Right. Especially with the injuries that we found out about. Now, the injuries. Here we go. Okay. Julian. Should we, should we get some let's, – let's get some – well, mood music. Some please. hot take music. Julian <laughs> Julian is still recovering from his surgery, as is Dury. Yeah. Dury Catwell. Okay. Renewals came out in July. Okay. And I understand it from a business standpoint. I totally get it. I'd probably do the same thing. But we didn't hear anything like who's on the beat. Who's on the beat? Who's covering the basketball team? There was absolutely no updates. Like, like we had no inkling that... Imagine if you bought season tickets for football and you find out that Levi and Eli, they're out until conference. <laughs> the week before. The week before. No, it was a week... Yeah, yeah. well, it was a week two after. Weeks, yeah, like two weeks. It was a week after renewal. So, it was actually two weeks after renewals. Well, the athletic department, if you're listening... Uh, you hey, come a, for if, me. If, if you need a basketball beat writer... Yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah. Matt yeah. is free. And, and he knows his stuff, so. So, so just saying. It. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm looking at you, Buckley. Where's the updates? I mean, my God. <laughs> God, about, name dropping. How about foot? Foot, where are you at? I mean, I know you had uh, some truck stop beating a plate lunch, but cover the team. I, we should know. 
We should know that. I can say that. That's not bad. <laughs> no, still, I I'm serious. I think that that should have been an update somewhere to your season ticket holders. And look, maybe in the Rebounder Club, yeah, Social Club, maybe they they shared some information that we're not yeah, privy but that's to. Yeah, but that's, I don't know anything that goes on in the Rebounder Club. And if club. you're a renewal, if you're I a mean, renewer, you should know. Just, no, just I'll, my I'll opinion. Tell you, I'll tell you where Foot is. He's, he's keeping his blood pressure in check before he has a heart attack on Sunday. With Taysom? He's doing his Facebook live. Foot will be okay. Look, I'm good buddies with Foot. And Foot and I have actually had lunch together. And yes, we, we do we both eat a lot. So I'll just say that. Hey, look, I'm I'm all for people eating a lot and supporting local. No, we're, we're not. Uh, Foot and I Foot and I uh, we've had some plate lunches together and it's good times. But, but no, I but no, you bring up a good point, uh Josh, in the fact that yeah, I mean from a PR standpoint, I mean I I find that there hasn't been as much information outside of the recruits. You know, when I find out that two of your best players are out a week or two before, you know, I just think that there's there's a lot of, like, I'm scratching my head because, first of all, in basketball right now, we don't even know. I mean, we just found out the other day that the first couple games are, are canceled. Well, it's only the first one. Or the first game. But, I mean, still. Who like, was it? Who was it? Xavier. Xavier. And then I Louisiana think that, Xavier? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean. But right. I mean, who cares? Well, I'm just saying. But <laughs> we were going to win by off. 60. We hurt our RPI. There's right. so many different. There's so much news going around, and then all of a sudden you find this. Well, but here, but here's, like, here's oh, the thing. Wait a second. Here's the thing, Jerry. We we found out that the game was canceled after you know, ju just the other day. Yeah. yeah. Because it probably wasn't canceled until just the other day. Correct. Correct. So Correct. I mean, I, I I wouldn't fault that. When was the, what was the date of that game? Wednesday. Wednesday. This coming this Wednesday? Coming Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. Basketball season already started? 25th, yeah. So now Dang. now the home opener is next Saturday, which is 28th. Against Loyola New Orleans. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Again, should probably cancel that one, too. Probably. That's yeah. an RPI herder. Josh loves our non-conference schedule. Anyways. Always have. And look, and so I mean, you, th there was some honesty for you. But here's a little more honesty, and this is no – well, it kind of is a shot. But here's the deal. Bob has still have to. He still has to take those players and make them work within Show his me system. Something. Show me and something. And they still have to grow and mature and play good ball. Show so let's something. let's have this on conversation paper, on paper. Hey, we got something. Yeah. But on paper, we had something a couple years ago. And uh, so let's have this conversation. What happened there? Bob Marlin's chair on the bench. Does it have some a, a Kingsford bag under it? That's just you know ready to. Ready to get lit? Get my joke? Yeah. Is, uh, Bob, is Bob on the hot seat? You know, to, to answer your question, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, because like people have said, you know, we're not the athletic department. I don't know what they're thinking inside of Reinhardt Drive. Uh, I know as a fan, uh, for me, look, he's. I like Coach Marlin. I've always said it. But this is year 11. This is time. It's time now. You know, look, he's the highest paid coach in the league. I mean, that, that actually has some water. When you get paid a certain amount of money, you expect to bring certain results. Um, and last year, look, I mean, I don't think any, I don't think Duke could have had that type of injury problem and done what they did. Let's be honest. I think last year to me was an outlier because of the, I mean, they were, they were taking guys who they were probably going on campus going, Hey, tryouts. Who wants to come try out for our team? Who wants to, who wants a spot in the starting five? Yeah. Towards the, the end. Talent, yes. You know, towards the um, end. That's true. With the lack of, with the lack of players on the bench. But I think this year, look, it's year eleven. Um, I know that they've in the past they've brought they've brought some decent teams to the front to the forefront. But with the talent on paper, like you said, Josh, with the fact that they have uh, some decent signees that should get the fan base excited, you got to show me something. 
You got to show me something. Look, you're look. This this the Sun Belt's not what it was ten years ago. Hell no. More, no no more Western close. Kentucky. Yeah, no more no. Middle Tennessee. The FIU and FAU's are gone. You know, this is not the same conference as it was ten years Ron, ago. So Ron, Ron Hunter isn't isn't prowling. Ron Hunter's not here anymore. So you know, when people want to compare, well, he's won this many games these past couple years. That's great. But it's not it, this conference has dropped five or six spots as far as conference strengths go. Ooh, I don't know about that. Oh yeah, in like 20, 20, 2010, 2011, the conference was like twenty two or twenty three. Well, no, it was like sixteen or oh. seventeen. Now it's twenty two or twenty three. Now it's twenty two. So, so what I'm saying is, is that we've got, and the thing is, we've increased the resources. We've got the Cajun Domes renovated. We've got, we've got the, a passionate fan base. The, sal- the coaching salaries have gone up. We got nice facilities to practice and, and condition in. There's no reason why this team should not be competitive, and I'm talking not finishing well, fifth, but you know upper echelon. And I think he look he's got it on paper. The team right now has the talent on paper to do just that. Now we'll see. Now number one, they they got look injuries have killed plagued this team. It killed this team over the past couple of years. Whatever squats they're doing, I'm talking the strength and conditioning coach. Make sure they uh, they're very careful with their hammies. You know we don't want a, any injuries come January where half the team's out again. So I think they need to definitely be careful with their conditioning. But at the same time, if the team stays healthy, there's no reason why this team can't compete for for a conference championship. They've got the talent to do it. The conference isn't what it was. You know, I think, I look, I, I expect them to compete this year. I really do. And if they finish anything fifth or below with no, with, 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 with a fully talented team, we got problems. And I'm saying this as a fan. I'm you not, should expect that as yeah, a fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed. So. When, when you pay what you pay for season tickets and you pay $12 for a beer and you pay all this other stuff that they have, all these these luxury items that they've they've introduced, by the way, not knocking it, I think it's great. That's what you need for this But the performance has to complement it. However, we've got everything right. Catherine said it the best I've ever heard. She said the graphics are great, the sounds are great, the, the visuals are great. Everything about this program is great, except the games are boring. Yeah. Uh, how and this is from a person who doesn't watch basketball. This is from this is from a casual onlooker, just enjoying the experience. But as a fan, okay, I think the fans wanted Bob gone three years ago. So if, if, is he on the hot seat? I think the fans wanted him three three years ago. I think they wanted his head three years ago. But Brian and the and and the administration, and I understand the reasoning. Again, he's he has a good squeaky clean program from all accounts. Uh, he is respectful and a respectable, classy guy. He, quote-unquote, does it the right way, okay? All good things. Our APR is in good shape, has been since he's been here. All good things, especially coming from what we came from, so I totally get it. Uh, and he's got a good relationship with Bob. We have COVID. We are losing money left and right. Yeah, it's true. He's going to finish out his contract. I mean, I don't even think, you know, even discussing his dismissal at this point is, it's it's probably, it's fruitless, but... From the expectation of a fan, especially what we have on paper, especially with the way the league is, there's no reason why we shouldn't expect to compete for a championship. I, I don't think that that's unreasonable, you know. And if we finish third, second, whatever, well, uh, that would be an improvement in my eyes. I mean, my yeah. God. But you know, I, I, another thing is that at some point we got to get over this injury thing. I mean, there are, there, this is like the third or fourth year in the program in the Bob Marlin era where injuries have ravaged the program. Yeah. At some point, that's a pattern, right? I mean, we can't be that unlucky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seriously. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about forty percent of your seasons are totally decimated by injuries. Right. 
Are we and, are we targeting guys that have a, a checkered past so we can get them in the program because they're talented, but maybe they have some sort of an injury? And I'm not saying we are. I'm asking the question because I don't it, know. Is, is it maybe the way that we train? Conditioning? Maybe. No. And, I, it and might again, be. I'm not saying it is. I'm asking the question. Right. No. And, and, and it's a valid question to ask. Yeah. I mean that that's something that need, needs to be needs to be addressed. And, and and also too, I think it's all about optics. So like, if you're finishing fourth, fifth, or sixth, and you're losing to teams, or should I say, you're losing to inferior teams in the conference by twenty something points, that y- y- your honeymoon ends a lot quicker when that. By the happens. way, perennial losers that the year before won like three conference games. Right. I think that's been the issue over the past before last year, even the year before. People are like, yeah, but. You know, oh well, if this guy wouldn't have gotten hurt, well, you lost to App State, a team that fired their coach by yes. by by twenty something points. You're not you're not going to get favoritism from the fans twice. Yeah, I mean, and so my thing is, I understand. You know, yes, do, we can we can have a debate of are the fans asking for too much? I don't know. I'm not. I mean, to me, I think it's some of the criticism is fair, but when you have majority of the fan base that are at the point where they've pretty much thrown their hands up. That's concerning. That's something that needs to be addressed in a way. I don't well, know how to address it, but you have your that's segment a concern. That's not going away. Yeah, what we and call then, the social then, club. Then, They're not going to go anywhere. Also, can we can we find another example to discuss about Bob other than the App State game? Like that. Well, Little Rock, Little Rock. Little yeah. Rock, okay. I mean, fair, fair. Uh, that's you only bro losing to Monroe. You, I remember losing to Monroe. Wasn't that wasn't that's never fun. App, App State, yes, you know, two years ago they were a joke. We they highlight their coach. We blah, highlight blah, blah, that blah. game. I highlight that those two games as a referendum on where we are and where we should be. But now App State's a scary program. Okay, I'll use another sure. one. I'll use another one. That year we lost back to back to App State. We lost to Coastal by like twenty eight. I think we gave up a hundred points. We when lost they, to they finished at the bottom of the league. They finished the bottom. We had to go on the road against Little Rock and Arkansas State. We won both games. And everybody was jumping for joy, not realizing that I think both teams didn't even qualify for, for the, the tournament. tournament. And so, they were saying it was a you know oh, a it was great, a great road win. Swing. I'm like the team didn't even qualify for the tournament. But is that our bar now? That's where we set our bar. That Dating is that don't qualify. That is the conditioning of losing. That when you when you yeah. go out and accomplish something that is middling, and you look at it as a big accomplishment, that is what happens to a fan base when they're used to losing. That's where we 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 are used to being in the middle. Well, it's like tomorrow. Let's say, for instance, football would have gotten the game against Central Arkansas, and let's say we would have won. Let's say we would have won the game, and yes, I would have been excited to win the game, but I wouldn't have been like, man, that's one of the greatest wins this year. If we kick a field goal to win the game, and everybody's like, oh god, we're still what a great win. It's like it's that's, a not, it's a, that's not it's a good an FCS win. school. Like, we, we should <laughs> you're not have supposed to do that, that, you know. So I don't know. I, I just having said all that, yeah. What do you expect this year, Matt? You want my honest opinion? Yeah, yes. Go ahead. I think we finished top three in the conference. As we, we should, should, on paper. Yeah. On paper, I agree with you 100%. I, I, think, I think we finished top three in the conference, more than likely one or two. And I think we have a good run in the conference tournament, maybe win the damn thing. Let me ask you this. Okay, let's say we finish top three in the conference and lose in like the first round of the conference tournament because that has been a track record, first two rounds. What would you say about that? If the team was fully healthy as well. Yeah, if barring the, if the team's yeah. full, if the team's fully healthy, we finish top three in the conference and we lose our first game in the tournament. Bob's gone. Has to be. Bob will not be fired. I'm just telling you this right now. He will not be fired. We don't have the money, and the the social club will riot. And Brian doesn't need that right now. Uh, the, the, You'll be pissed, is what you're saying. Absolutely, 100. Okay. What yeah. do you think's gonna happen this year? 
Uh, I don't. I mean, I, we just don't have. I don't think we have the money. I mean, look, right now. No, no, no. Have, not, I'm not talking about with the firing. Oh, I'm talking happen? about in the season. Well, I think it depends. I mean, it depends on what the team's going to look like. Look, first of all, this is the opportunity for a lot of younger guys to step up without Julian and Cadwell in the first couple games. Talented and, younger guys. The schedule yes. is favorable. You have a chance for these guys to step up and see what they can do. And if they start warming up by Here's, the time conference comes around, they can be competitive. Now, granted, again, I would think, like Matt said, I would expect us to finish in the top three, top four. I say top four. But if they come out in the tournament with a full healthy team and losing the first two rounds where they don't even make the final or the semifinal, I'm going to be disappointed. Because I'm going to say here, we know what I'm going to say? Business as usual, here we go explain. Let me explain why I think we're going to finish where we're going to finish. You've got the reigning Sunbelt Conference freshman of the year who will arguably play at the next level. You've got, when he comes back, a healthy Kobe Julian might be the best player in the conference. How healthy will he be? I, I hope that, he is. That's, that's the thing. And how when, rusty when, will he when, be? When he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the conference. Hands down. I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Cedric Russell, when he's in his zone, which he wasn't a lot last season. Oh, don't get me started on Cedric. But yeah, no. when, when he's in his rhythm... I will defend this until I'm blue in the face. Dude is the best shooter in the Sun Belt. He's the best shooter in the Sun Belt. When he's in his game, when he's in his dojo, yes. Right. He's the best shooter in the Sun Belt. When they use him properly? You've got a kid coming in at 6'9, 235, who played at freaking UC Berkeley for crying out loud. Cal. So, with experience, so I want to hear this young crap. Big time Pac 12 experience. Right. You've got a four-star. Well, he's not going to be here this year, but um, you've got Theo Akuba, guy coming out of JUCO who's highly regarded. You've got Duguay coming back this year, and now you can bring Dugaru off the bench, right? So you don't need him to play big minutes. You've right. got yeah, um, Devin Butts, Mississippi State transfer. Butts, he's a uh, waiver. He's good to yeah, play this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mississippi State transfer. So another one with experience. You got you got a JUCO kid from Mexico who's supposed to be a sharpshooter. I mean, there's um, Isaiah Richards, the kid from New York, six mm-hmm. eleven mm-hmm. as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, holy moly! He can give you minutes. You would think that that's that's Sean Long two point No room for excuses. If that's there, there's I mean, there's, there's no, no well, I'll take no it a step further. Excuses. You you know we have the two injuries to some key guys, but you have. All uh, off season, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call Dury Key. He's never played in. Well, he told me before. last year that he, the team would have been totally different as long he's, as he would be on never, the court. He's never played in a UOU. I, I hear. I hear what you're saying, but they told me last year with Dury Cadwell, we're you know we're 15 point better uh, team. Oh my god, that's hey. Okay, you read it. I read it. Yeah, I'm just telling you what they told me. So that's every year though. Oh, well, if this oh, guy didn't look, get hurt, we'd be in the final four. But this is where I'm going. <laughs> this is where I'm going with it. Okay, I don't want to hear the baked in excuses this year. You have the roster. Yeah. You have lots of experience. Okay, we're not rebuilding, and you had all off season to to prepare for Julian and Dury Cadwell not to play. So you should have a plan going into this non conference schedule. So I don't want to hear you. Get, you have experienced guys who can play. That's what they told us, and that's what's on paper. I don't want to hear the baked in excuse this year. Okay, now once they get healthy and into conference, I expect. There to be some growing pains because you're introducing new players that are going sure. to be taking up minutes. So right. that that might be something to watch for. But you never did give your prediction. Well, I said I expect them to be top three, top four. 
And in the tournament? Uh, well, I that, I can't give a prediction for that because I don't know. I mean, it here's, depends. Here's 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 just for fun, just for fun. Yeah, just just for shits and giggles. Honestly, okay, with the talent on paper, from what I'm seeing, I expect them to be in the final. Now, I would hope they get past. My thing is, I hope they get past the. If they can win more than one game in the conference tournament, which I think they can do, and I think they will, mm-hmm. I think we're we're in good shape. If not, and it's 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 a very it's very volatile. So saying. so hi- hypothetically, let's yeah. do this. Okay. Cajuns have a great regular season. Regular season champs. What's great? Okay, champs. Regular season champs. Well, you're talking about a title there. Regular that's season a title. That, we're, that's a regular we're in a tournament, title. but yeah. it, it's a regular season title. It doesn't matter. We're in a postseason tournament that has. I mean, the NIT is not what it used to be, but I'm, I'm good with the NIT. I'm fine with I am the NIT. Too. At I'm this point, Jesus, I would take being being a sunbelt being a sunbelt program. Being in I'll, the NIT consistently, I'm down with that. Get I'll in the NIT that. and go make some noise. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But here's this is where I got frustrated a couple years ago, and I've gotten in debates with fans about this. We did that in 2017 and 2018. The very next year, one guy, now don't get me wrong, Malik Marchetti, huge asset to the team. Uh-huh. But, you, I mean, to finish fifth and lose four or five conference games by 20 or more points, that's where the frustration Agreed. comes in. So, Regardless if Marchetti's in there or not, I don't care who gets hurt. You do not lose, at the stature of our expectations, you do not lose multiple conference games by terrible teams by 20 or more points. So back back to my so yeah, back to finish my your question. Go ahead, go ahead. You know, regular season yeah. champs, you get into the Sun Belt tournament, first game you play, you get blown out. Okay. What, how do you feel? Right. What's your what's your what's your thought? Well, first of all, I won't be upset because I know that playing that regular and I mean, season, I mean, destro- like twenty plus destroyed. It depends on who, though. On top of that, and what, are we a fully healthy team? Yes, I'm upset. I'm upset. Now, get to the NIT. I can ha- I can handle it, but I'm still going to be upset because I'm like, well, what? You want to brag about Because I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Everybody's going to talk about oh, the conference. Oh, we're the champions of the regular season, but then you get blown. But where where it really counts to put your name on a bracket. You get blown out. I'm going to be disappointed there. Now, here's how they can make up for it. You go to the NIT and you win some games in the NIT. You know, I mean, it's like football right now. Football lost to Coastal. We all know they shouldn't have lost. But you know what they did? They made up for it. They've won ever since. Kind of like two years ago when they lost to Coastal. I was disappointed. But they won the West. Well, Coastal's proven to be a great team. Well, Coastal, but but I'm just saying, like the the it's like two years ago when we lost to Coastal. But, but you home. can't you can't disagree you know? that we should not have lost that football game. Oh no, we should not have. No, and, 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 and so, if we had a good quarterback play, we wouldn't have. So, but we should so not yes, have lost that I, game. I will be furious if we get blown out to an inferior that's the team. Only, that's the only thing but, you can pin it on. But here's the thing: if they go to the NIT and they win one or two games and they actually make a run, yeah, I'll be yeah. okay. I'll, I'll be fine with that. Yeah. But I don't want to hear coaches or anybody running around. After the, getting the blown problem, out, talking about how right. great we are the, because the problem, we won. The, the problem, that, real quickly, the problem that I have is exactly what you were getting at. Yeah. When your coach stands at the podium and says, oh, you know, we're the standard in the Sunbelt Conference, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've got the best facilities, blah, blah. And then you don't back it up on the court. I've got a big issue with that. Most fans do. I've got a huge issue with Most that. Most fans do. When you win a when you win a league title in the regular season, what does that typically mean? You're oh, the best team. You're in the, capable. You're, you're the capable, best team right? in the yes. league. So when it matters, show it. You gotta go win some games. Yeah, a, a regular season title means nothing. We had a guy. We had a nothing. coach. We had a coach. I won't say if he's here or not still, but we had a coach say that the number one goal is to win the league, win the tournament. The no, three days in March. But you know, is this not? Yeah. If that's the goal, 
We are one for ten. One for eleven? Yeah. One for ten. One for ten. Well, one for ten. Ten percent of the time. Well, I compare it also to baseball. Uh, 2018, we won the West in baseball, but yet, and we finished 34 and 25. And even with the fact that we went into the tournament and, and lost those two games, uh, that year we hosted. Yeah, we lost. We got run ruled. Yep. Even though we won the West, that still left a bitter taste in everybody's well, mouth, including the team. Why? Because, because of we expectations. Because we expect to win. It's a culture. It's a culture thing. I think it's a culture thing. When your culture becomes okay. And especially, especially the culture in baseball. Right. You win the conference three out of five years. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, you weren't successful. Oh, softball? You don't win the conference? You, I mean, that, that's... Bad season. Yeah, that, that's that, was, that was a bust. So, so... When, when, when your culture is is trying to say, well, we won the regular season title, yes, that's an accomplishment. I, I agree with that. But, but that's also happened two times, correct? Correct. Yes. Two times, that's 20%. 2014, 2017. You know how many people keep their jobs with a 20% success rate? None. <laughs> Meteorologist. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Rob Perillo. That's about it. So, so, I mean, I think, but but again, you know, I'm not. I would never downplay the regular season title. At the oh, same no. time, that shouldn't be the pinnacle of what we're. What but, we're but, capable the, but the thing is, is but if to you, this if point, you, it is. It is. If, yes. if you win a regular season title and then choke in the tournament, yeah, that's a problem. Well, here's the problem: Con- the rest of the country doesn't. They don't care about your regular season title. You know what well, they look at? Not. They look at your name on the bracket. Right now. Again, if they are, are, are you are you stepping foot on the dance floor or are you sitting in the bleachers? Yes. Right. And and, and again, That's what matters. I don't mind winning the conference title and then going in and, and even if you lose the first game, yes, I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to be very upset. But then if you go make up for it in the NIT and you win a few games, you make up for it. Hey, you know what? We we did some things in the postseason. And look, here's the I, thing. Here's the thing. If you win the conference tournament and you get into the dance, I don't give a crap what happens in the dance. You're in. You can lose by 30 in the first round. Oh, man, there's so many benefits. You from- made the NCAA tournament. Look, man, millions of people. Because here's, here's the thing. It's free market. I, 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 remember, I remember the 2014 season very vividly. It was my it was my junior year of high school. I won a state championship in basketball that year. Two days after I won the state championship, I went to CUL, won the conference championship in New Orleans. That was a fun weekend. That was that was a hell of a weekend for me. That was a me. fun weekend. Um. I remember that season very vividly. That game against Creighton, I'll admit, we probably should have won it. We had a shot. We probably should have won it. We had a shot. We competed. That's all you can ask for. But granted, after the game, was I frustrated that we lost a game that we could have won? Yes. I always am. But guess what? The next morning, you know what I said? I said, man, I love our basketball team. We played in the NCAA tournament for crying out loud. Whether it's people, whether it's our fans, whether it's anybody who follows college basketball, we all know especially when it comes to marketing and publicity, when you fill out a bracket, when you have millions of brackets being filled out and they see that Louisiana name, do you know how much value that brings? On top of everything I mean, else. My think about goodness, it. man. Football doing what they're doing. You lead into basketball and you make the dance. Then you got baseball who is undoubtedly going to make some headlines. Yeah. I mean, Softball this is, is in, in contention for a national championship. Yes, and that's how the yeah. P5s are constantly in the news cycle. And right. that's how you got to do it, especially at our level. If you want to move up, you have to keep your name in the minds of everyone out there. For sure. Especially when you're starting to gain respect across you know everything. I mean, look, soccer, volleyball. So let's let's play out this hypothetical. I'm I'm having fun with the hypotheticals. Oh, good. Let, let's continue it. You know, football has obviously been up to par in terms of moving up conferences. Mm-hmm. Baseball and softball, I feel, 
in recent years has been up to par. Shit, for 15 years. Right. If men's basketball finds success, and, and by success I mean NCAA tournament appearance, is it hypothetical to say that in 2021 the Cajuns could be in a new conference? Too soon. Way too soon. Too soon. It's going to take five to ten years to even get a look. Yeah, too soon. And, and I say that because it goes beyond just success. Success is great for, you know, it's like window dressing, right? You see that, you know, you look in the window, you see the mannequin. That's a good-looking mannequin when you have success in basketball and football. Sure. The big issue we're facing right now is the budget. I think the budget has a lot of uh, oomph to what it takes. I think now facility-wise, you build the football stadium. Look, for basketball, Cajun Dome? That's P five. That's P five. I mean, you could play in any conference with that facility. But, but the program is going nowhere until we get a football stadium. Yeah, and I, that's. But as far as no success alone, as far as success alone, yes, men's basketball. Look, men's basketball is the second largest sport behind football in America when it comes to college athletics. It is revenue wise. Revenue wise. So I think if they win, yeah. I mean, look, you see schools like Houston. You see schools like Memphis with their basketball success. That helps them out big time. I mean, that that's a huge. Look huge. at every team in the ACC, or yeah. the AAC, excuse me. Yeah, that's how they got there. Yeah, but I mean, the budget, the facilities, and success—you have to have all three. It's yeah. not one or the other; right. it's all of it. Well, it's like football, for example, beating Iowa State this year. You know, when you see Louisiana in every top twenty-five poll, right there, you do that consistently. Yeah. You do that for the next two or three years. Right, people, you're going to be in conversation. I'll take I mean, your hypothetical and flip it. The Cajuns will go nowhere until the basketball program is where it needs to be and the football facility is built. Yeah, I agree with that. Fair enough. If it were just Speaking, something, however, yeah. if we do it, we can we can be an AAC program. Sure. And and honestly, for we their recruiting, compete. for for their recruiting uh, footprint, it would benefit them to right. bring us on. And and uh, I I feel we could compete. We, we got everything right we need. We got in a, everything in a lot we of need. Yeah. We could compete. Yes. Look, we got the geography. We've got the recruiting base. I mean, look where we are. And when, I mean, whether it's football or any sport, you've got Texas right next door. You've got Mississippi, Alabama, the I-10 corridor. You got the Florida Panhandle. You've got Louisiana in football. You can go recruit ten minutes down the road. That's exactly and bring right. the best talent that you can to win games. You know, I mean, there's P5 schools that come knocking on the door every every weekend. You right. know, I guarantee you, uh, down the street tonight, you're gonna have P5 uh, coaches. Recruiting. And That's we got true. that right in our backyard. That's true. And football. Now, baseball, same thing. You got Texas right next door. You got talent in Louisiana. Basketball, yeah, it's not quite what we expect, like the Indianas and Kentuckys, but you still got enough talent to be able to build a competitive program. Well, you can really improve your brand when you attach that AAC next to you. Absolutely. And when you have a little bit more money in the budget, you can go recruit some big-time kids. And we have, and the thing is, we have AAC schools around here that we could go toe-to-toe with, I think, 100%. right now. And then that's perception, right? I mean, you don't want to be... Tulane? Yeah, exactly. I think we can compete with Tulsa? Sure. Yeah, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. And it's all about perception. It's all about how you run your program. Billy Napier runs our program like an SEC school. That's why we're actually ranked higher than some SEC schools. Several, actually. You run run a program, you run the perception. Including the Basin. Including the Basin. You know, softball and baseball. Suckers. No, they're not football, but you're running pro. You run the program with the facilities we have, the coaches we bring in, the teams we beat. You're running your program like a P5. So you're going to look like a P5. Speaking, you're going to play like a P5. Speaking of football, let's have this conversation. Um, it's kind of been kind of been the elephant in every raging Cajun conversation. Where's Billy going, and is he over, going over the last week? Um, obviously, you know, Will Muschamp has been fired from the University of South Carolina. Billy Napier has emerged as one of the top, if not the top, 
candidate to replace him. Um, you know, in, including other names as Hugh, Hugh Freeze at Liberty, um, even Jamie Chadwell at Coastal has been, has been mentioned. I think it's too soon for Jamie. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't want to say that this year has been a fluke for them, but you know, it could very well be a fluke. He's still I very new. I think yeah, I think I think it's too early to tell. Um, my question is, do you think Billy's going? And if he does go, right now, who could you see as a replacement? Go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> Sorry um, to put you on the spot, but... No, it's a good question. I mean, look, we need to talk about this. I mean, let's be honest. This is a... You know, look, first of all, I'll be blunt. South Carolina job was the number one job that always scared me when it came to Billy yep, Napier. 100%. Uh, he's from North Georgia. He knows the area. He played at Furman. He coached at Clemson. And he, also... Also, like exactly that point. I think Clemson's his end goal. He's in Clemson's backyard. Well, he knows that area. He recruits that area, or he's recruited that area. I mean, that's his home area. Yep. You know, he's from. It's like it would be like if one of us coached in Kentucky or New York, and a job opened up in Louisiana or UL or anywhere close to here. It, it it's kind of like oh, you're kind of looking in that area, like oh, okay, all right, but. And plus, the thing about Billy is that, first of all, he has SEC. Well, I mean, he's coached under the two best coaches in college football, Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban. And on top of that, it's an SEC East school to where we know in two or three years, if he brings in the recruits he's capable of bringing in, South Carolina, we've he seen could, it with Spurrier, he can he, compete for the yeah, Eastern title. He, he could be so, coaching in the SEC championship game. Yeah, so, I mean, it, you know, the East isn't the West. It's a lot right. easier. Yes, you got to get through Georgia and Florida, but it took Florida – Dan Mullen to go back there and turn them into competitors. Heck, Kirby Smart when he got to Georgia. Georgia struggled a little bit when Mark Rick got let go. So it, I see the same similarities with South Carolina. Do I think they can be perennial top five teams like Georgia and Florida are? Maybe not, but he can still be a top 25 team that competes. And so that scares me a little bit because I know that he's capable of doing that. Um, I'm actually surprised just based on the fact that, yes, we're going through a COVID season and, yes, South Carolina is an SEC school. I'm very surprised that they were able to get that $15 million buyout. Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect that. 100%. Um, if he were to go, the worst-case scenario, if he were to go, here's the good news. We still got Brian Magadar as, as our athletic director, and he is, what, 5 for 5 or 4 for 4 in, uh, in coaching hires. He's got the ties. He's got the connections. He's got athletic director friends. He's got coaching coaching circles that he knows about. I trust Brian Magger to make the best hire he can make in this scenario. Look, before he hired Billy, he had a bunch of good guys on the list behind him. And so I personally, as a fan, I like more offensive-minded coaches, especially someone like a Billy. Because you see what Billy did, he came in, he calls the plays, he runs his offense, but he also hired a really, really solid defensive coordinator. Sean Payton does the same thing with the New Orleans Saints. You know, the offensive-minded coaches, they call the offense, and they give some mastermind of defense and let them do their job. I would hope I'm more likely, I prefer an offensive-minded coach. That's just me. But I think Brian Maggard has enough connections to where he can find somebody at a P5. I think that would be good enough to, to get the job. Now, Going back to Billy of South Carolina, I I look, he's he's not the he's not the main guy right now. Not to say he's not the top guy, but he's not there's three or four other guys that could get the job just I, as much as he According could. to Bet Online, he is the leading candidate at he is, plus three hundred. But you've got Hugh Freeze right now, that is that's eight no at, at Liberty. You've got Todd Elliott at Clemson, you've got uh Cadwell at uh Caldwell at uh, at Coastal. 
you got a bunch of guys on the list that you know that are going to be competing for it. He freezes damaged goods, man. We'll see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hire him. A Christian college hired him. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. Well, don't get and, me started on that. But that's exactly right. That he went. And he turned their program around. And he's he's a top. Look. And this you know is what they're going to do? They're going to pay him ten million bucks a year. Of course they will. Look, watch. this is a team. Of course they will. This Liberty team is a team that is a G five. Just joined FBS a few years ago, independent team that doesn't need, has no conference they're, affiliation they, in their they top just, 25. They just joined the FBS a couple years ago, and there's already conversations of them joining the Sun Belt. They're they, top they've, 25. They've also played like the most beneficial schedule in the history. The the two B5s, P5s that they beat were like on the way down and now are on the way back up. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. They spanked them though. I mean, they went to they went to Syracuse and just destroyed them pretty they much. They suck. But my point is, my point is, is that. Hugh Freeze, to be able to do that at a school, that a private school, and come in and do that so quickly, I'm I'm telling you that's attracting and, and, a lot of South Carolina And keep in mind, he coached half the year last year from a hospital bed. So, I, I, look, I, I – look. I mean, I, we, we, like, had to, we, we had to install a special chair in our, our uh, press box, press box yeah. just for him to sit in. Yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic that I think Billy will be here, but it, would it surprise me if he left? No, absolutely not. Would I hate to lose him? Absolutely. So here's the thing. Yes. Here, here's the thing. Billy, in my opinion, Billy Napier is going to be here in 2021. But I feel that way because I don't think South Carolina is going to offer him the job. I'll tell you right now. If South Carolina hands him a contract and says, sign here, it's done. There's no question. He's not turning down that job. No. He's not. They're going to triple his salary. He's It's going to put him close to home. He's going to have everything he's ever wanted from a recruiting standpoint. I mean, how can you not get a kid to go to Columbia, South Carolina? You, well, kid, you kidding me? I know that y'all talk about the Spurrier deal, but they're perennial losers, if you didn't know. No, I mean, they are. They're, they are. In the history of their program, they, they've had like eight but it, winning but seasons. Seen, but here's the thing. What they need is a young— Oh, look, I don't disagree. —winning coach. I don't disagree. Bum, bum, bum. I mean, look. I mean, Lou Holtz took over the job in '99, went 0 11 there. Okay. Oh, because they're horrible. Within a year or two, the guy had him in, I believe, the Gator Bowl or something, beat Ohio but, State. So there's potential there as well. Oh, yes, 100%. they're perennial losers, but there's potential for. Look, every look at, every perennial loser can be turned around into a Bill winner. Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder at Kansas State. You want to talk about perennial loser? That team, had, I think, had one winning season in like 30 something years. I mean, he goes there and they're one game away from a, a national championship. Uh, and I agree with all that. I yeah, just I mean, don't I, want to paint South Carolina to be, uh, you know, a sleeping giant that once had greatness. That's just not what they are. But I, uh, if you guys are asking my opinion, yeah, good. I think that, you know, Cajun fans should not panic, but our worst nightmares have been realized. He's gone. He's going to accept a job. If, if, if he's not gone this year, he's gone next year. He will be offered the job. He will take the job. And my biggest concern is that South Carolina has announced that they want their coach to be installed before early recruiting December the 16th. Absolutely. If he takes the job, and he will, he, he will have to leave before the Sun Belt Championship game. Yep. And that is absolute worst-case scenario for us. Okay, hypothetical. That happens. Who's in a room? Well, he's going to take Rob with him. He's going to take Dez with him. So who coaches? He's going to take Roy Seagrass with him. He is going to take... You think Dez would go? I know he will. I guarantee it. I would. 
Maybe Patrick Tony stays in his interim. Maybe. Or Leje. He's going to take Jaluk. Oh, I think Tim's going to also go. He's going to take Jaluk. Jaluk's going with him, too. I don't know yeah. I don't know about Jaluk. I think Jaluk really enjoys being in Louisiana. I mean, I... He owns this state, buddy. I'd give Jaluk the interim, then. Well, if Tim goes, and I think if Patrick stays, I think that's the route you take, but... What about Lamar Morgan? We're going to be... Oh, he's, go. not, he's not ready. He'll go. He coached. Remember, he coached at uh, at Western Carolina. Western Carolina. So he, he knows the area. And and Monroe, didn't he? And Houston. And Houston. That's what it so was. So he's got experience. I I uh, I am very very concerned about the next three weeks. Yeah, I I never even really thought about that. Yeah. And uh, they're gonna pay him, and he's gonna say yes, and he should. I, and I'm I'm happy for him. He deserves yeah. it. At the same time, I my heart bleeds for our program because we're on the precipice of. I mean, absolute. Uh, we've already accomplished. Look at our walls. I mean, we've already accomplished incredible things this season, and you really want to put a cherry on top of this cake. But, and I'm not saying we can't do it. You know, don't hear me wrong. I, I think that we are talented enough, and we have a veteran-laden roster. Uh, I think we can still win a championship. I still, I still think we can go on and play somebody in a bowl game and win if they have bowl games. But uh, no, I think that it's the end of the line. I think it's the end of the Billy Napier era. If I'm being, if I'm being honest. I think the good news again is uh, as much as hard as it'll it'll be to see him go. Brian Maggard is a hundred percent effective on coaching hires. The real engine of this program is our boss, Brian Maggard. Yeah. I, I am not worried about his his uh, successor, not at all. Yeah. I, I think that Brian will go out. He'll do his due diligence. They'll 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 find the guy that we need. Uh, I'm, I'm, all my comments are specific to the next three to four weeks at this program. Uh, you would hate to do so much, come so far, and not be able to cap it. Well, so, you want to, like you said, you want to put that cherry on top. Yeah. You, 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 you got to go get that championship. You got to beat App yeah. State. You know. Um, I mean, look at the next two weeks. I think a good two weeks. You, we'll know. I think we'll know. Um, I think he'll be fully engaged with App State and. You know, after App State, you got a week, and then you go play for a Sun Belt championship. And if it's coastal, I mean, that's that's a gonna that can be another marquee win for him. Yeah, maybe he negotiates yeah. with South Carolina, and they say, "Look, we want the job. Yeah, we want to take the job. We cannot get there before December nineteenth. Right? Maybe, maybe it, you know, anything's right. up for negotiation. No, that's just true. So, but as it stands, and and from what South Carolina has said. And look, they're not a great run program. They're really not. I mean, let's be honest. South Carolina is at the middle to bottom in almost every sport except for women's. I think it's softball. Baseball, too. And baseball. their basketball program. Yeah. Baseball. But but outside of that, I mean, they're just not a well-run program. Right. So maybe there's some leverage with Billy there where he can negotiate terms. And he's got an excellent agent, we all know. You never know. You well, never know what can happen. I'm just saying, as it stands now, I think he's gone, and I'm I'm very scared uh, for the next couple of weeks with our with our team. Well, you ready for this? Here, here's here's the latest head coaching rumor. Chadwell to Vanderbilt. You know, Tommy McClellan. Why the hell Josh's, would he even Josh's take, favorite? Why would he even consider that job? It's an SEC gig. It's a dead end job. What is his ultimate goal? He's a young coach. Okay, he's a young coach. What is his ultimate goal? Does he want to go to Vanderbilt and put on a three year display for the world to see that the guy? Can't get resources, can't recruit. I mean, I wouldn't take that job. No, no chance. But, but here's here's the thing, though. I can stay at South Carolina, be a top twenty-five program, and win championships. But here's here's the thing. What if he goes to Vanderbilt and makes them a contender? 
mean, when's the last time Vandy was a contender? And well, I mean, I agree with you. And who was it? James I, I agree Franklin. with you. James Franklin brought into an eight and four season. James Franklin, who should have been playing in the national championship three years ago, yeah, couldn't win more than eight games at Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's I'm, their I'm, pinnacle. I'm, I'm that's their you. pinnacle. I, I mean, would never you. even consider that job. But then, but again, what what if he turns him into a contender? Then, then, in the, then is what in is the West East? Vanderbilt's in the East, so you're going to play Tennessee, who's on the come. You're going to play South Carolina, who's going to get a coach, whether it's Billy, who I think is Billy. They'll be on the come. You got Georgia, right? Florida. You got Florida, who's Kentucky, who's a top thirty team. Kentucky. Florida is nasty. I mean, they're oh, really yeah. good. They might win the national title this year. They're legit top ten, and they're going to continue to be. Yep. Dan Mullen turned Kyle Trask, a backup, into a Heisman candidate. Just imagine he could be playing here right now. Yeah. So <laughs> we just named five teams that they're going to have to compete with. Yeah. Jamie Chadwell, young coach, stay at South Carolina. Be, I mean, uh, Coastal Carolina. Be a top twenty-five program, win a couple of Sun Belt championships, and take a take a job that has an upside. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I think money talks in that regard. I think what's happening is, look, what's surprisingly he's, he's making the, shit at at, at the lowest paid job in almost America. However, um, you take a couple million dollar job at Vandy, you get two or three years to be a winner. They they bail on you, and you can't find anything outside of the G five after that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, why not, not an end of the road. Job. Why not it's use stepping stone? Why not use that rumor as leverage? Get more money out of coastal. Stay there three or four years, and then go coach it. I don't know Indiana. Well, Indiana is actually good this year. <laughs> actually good. This go go year. coach it Nebraska. Go coach right. it. Uh, you know, shit, South Carolina might be looking for a new coach by then. Right. Right. I, that's just kind of how I see it. Yeah, I mean, def- definitely some interesting points. Um, you know, again, like I said, I, I don't. I think Billy Napier is going to be on the sidelines of Louisiana in 2021. Hey man, I hope so. Um, Here's the thing, and you know what's you know what's a shame. Let's say he stays. The Cajuns open up in Austin next year, yep. and it's a look. I'm gonna tell you right now. It, depending on who comes back, we also if, go to Liberty next year. If too. they have some legitimate talent coming back, that game in Austin can be winnable. I can tell you who's not back. That's Texas. <laughs> Even Twitter commented, "This is disputed." <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just saying, like that, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Good old Sam Ellinger is never, uh, never thought I'd say words. this. Never thought I'd say this, but if Ellinger leaves, which I, I would think he would, um, I mean that that's first game of the season. It could be very similar to a setup like it, like we have on that wall right there against Iowa State. And Ooh. also, how how about this? Yeah, you know, I totally mean, totally unrelated. You know, I saw an NFL mock draft the other day, and uh, the New Orleans Saints are projected to pick thirty first. Because right now they're projected to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. I'm good with that. Mac Jones from Alabama. He's got a decent arm. I would think he'd fit Peyton's system. I don't know. I mean, if I played, if I took my high school team and played against Little Leaguers, I would look like a superstar too, just saying. <laughs> I mean, Alabama's so head and shoulders know, above it's, everybody it's else. It's crazy how good they You are. don't really know. And, and I'll be honest, I haven't watched maybe one Alabama game, maybe watched. And he looks the part, but they all do. I mean, right. the name of an Alabama, Alabama quarterback in 10 years, it hasn't looked good. It's true. It's and true. then and there was a bust in the NFL. Ah. Greg McElroy. AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. Yeah. I mean, I could I could go on. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Except Tua. Tua's Jaylen, actually. Jalen Hurts is right. Yeah. It's Tua, early, but Tua, he's, he's off to a good start. I mean, Tua's off to a hell of a start. Yeah. yeah. So one in 15 years. Right. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is running wildcat packages in Philadelphia. I like that for him, though. I mean, that that's all Jalen Hurts is doing right They're now. They're trying to make him Taysom Hill, who will be starting on Saturday, uh, Sunday. Uh, That'll be interesting. May, may God that's help us all. That's going to be weird. Yeah, no kidding. May God help us all. All right, Cajun Nation, as always, big thanks to our sponsors, Schilling Distributing, 
Russo Exploration, Escape Reality Travel Agency, Vaulted Security, Award Master, PSC Supply and Hardware, and Gulf Coast Bank. Is there anything else that I'm missing before we get out of here? I think we covered everything, huh? Oh, yeah. I was shooting from the hip this whole time, so I'm not really sure. I think we all were. Well, I just want to say it all to you guys. It's a pleasure to get the team back together today. Good conversations. I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Please Absolutely. be safe. Yeah, if, if we don't, if we Please don't record, be safe. if we don't record before Thursday, everybody have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Wear your GD masks. I want to play football. Yep. Wear the masks. Just yep. do it. Yep. It's not that big of a deal. That's all I got. All right, Cajun Nation. Be safe. Be well. We'll see you guys soon.